Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today, we have an incredible woman on the podcast with us. It's Macy J. Macy is an influencer and a blogger, and today she is sharing all about her journey of how she's been able to create a very lucrative side hustle blogging while working full-time, while for a while, while for a while being a stay-at-home mom and now also really supporting her husband while he's in school full-time and raising her son. So this is a really great podcast conversation for those of you out there that just feel like you can't get it done. Like you don't know how to make this happen because you've got all the things, right? You've got your full-time business, you've got school, you've got the kids, you've got the husband, you've got the pets, you've got all the things and you don't know how you can actually make this thing work and not only make this thing work, but make it monetizable, like actually make money from it. Macy talks about how She learned my pitch method, and from that, she was able to negotiate more deals. She was able to really realize her worth and that she was undercharging. It helped her become more confident when she was talking to brands. She actually landed 19 brand deals in 2020 during a pandemic after learning my pitch method. So she walks you through how you can have the same success that she's been able to see, even if you have a really, really full life as well. So this is a great episode. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call The Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? Hi, Macy. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a huge fan of everything Julie Solomon, so I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Well, I am excited to have you for a multitude of reasons which we're going to be talking about today, but one of the things that I love is that you are 25 years old and you are a blogger and you haven't been doing this for, you know, 10 years. <laughs> You know, (laughs) you are somewhat new to the game. You came from corporate America. We're going to dive in it today. But I say that because I have so many listeners who are always like, Julie, we want to hear more from the people who like, they're not so far advanced that it's unattainable for me. Like I want to talk to somebody who may be a few steps ahead of me, but not so far ahead of me that I can't relate to that person. So I think that a lot of people are going to be able to to relate to you and to your story today and to your journey. And with that, I would love just to kind of start, I know that you um, are still working full time and you're doing this side hustle thing, which I think Mm -hmm. is another thing that so many of our listeners can relate to. So I would love for you to share a little bit about that. What does your full time career look like right now? And how, when, and where do you find the time to also have this side hustle blog and actually monetize it? Yeah. So I work full-time right now for Goldman Sachs. I do social media operations for them. So I'm working at least 40 hours a week, sometimes 50, depending on how busy we are. Um, And before that, I was at an advertising agency. So I kind of jumped around a little bit, but I've been working full-time because my husband has been a student. So I would kind of have been supporting the family. And before this, I was a single mom. So I'm kind of used to having to grind it out and just make things work. And so 
um, basically I just decided that I wanted to start a blog right after I got married and I just have an interesting life story. So I thought that a lot of people could benefit from it because I was a single mom and I went through a lot of trauma in my past. And so I wanted others to feel other women to feel like they weren't alone. And so in 2018, I decided I'm just going to throw something out there and see what happens. And it didn't start out as something I wanted to monetize. It just started out as something as I wanted an outlet to tell my story. And so I threw out my first blog post and it just like, it just kind of blew up. I'm not like huge, like viral or anything, but like, I basically like with my blog, I went from 1000 to 10,000 followers in less than a year. And that was mainly just from my story and people just relating so much to me that they just wanted to hear more. And so I would release one blog post a week and I kept that going until like my story was kind of like coming to an to like modern day, I guess. And so, um, that's kind of how I started getting it going. And then once I started doing well and getting followers, I was like, wow, like I could actually like make something out of this. And so it was super interesting to see how people took the blog and how, um, I was getting followers just by being really authentic and just really just talking about my life struggles and like things that I went through. I think people really just liked how open and honest I was instead of being um, like a normal blogger. Like it was different than a normal blog, I guess, is how we, we can say, say it. Yeah. And I would love for you to share more about that. So you, you are, I mean, we're a single mom. I know that you said that you've remarried now, yeah. but you were a single mom, you were working full time and you wanted an outlet to share your story and to connect with other people who may be able to kind of understand what you were going through. I would love for you to kind of touch on, cause you said that you started by, you just did a blog post, just sharing your story, um, mm-hmm. of, you know, I guess kind of your journey in your life to that point. And then you said something interesting just a second ago about how you, you started to consistently post mm-hmm. every single week, telling the story of your life until you got to modern day, which I think mm-hmm. is a really cool, I've never actually heard of a content creator it, it to me it reminds me of like a television show or a book or like a memoir. Yeah. And that's kind of how it was. It was one of those things where I wasn't purposely leaving things on cliffhangers, but like after doing my first post, I was like to be continued. And then people will be messaging me like, I need to know what's going to happen. Like, I can't wait till <laughs> next week. And so I was like, okay. And I have like a very, like, I'm a very visual person. So in my mind, I was like, how would I like, like to watch this on a TV show? Because I wanted to make it interesting enough to like write it in a way that people wanted to like keep reading it. Um, because I'm actually not a huge fan of writing, but apparently the way I wrote it, people, people were interested. So I kind of wrote it in a way that let people, they made, they made them want to come back, I guess, every week. And so that's kind of what I did. I kind of told my story from when I was 18 to modern day, which was, I think I finished when I was like 23. This was like two years ago when I finished it or a year and a half ago. And yeah, so, so it was like five, five-ish years. Yeah. And it's basically the most dramatic years of my life because like before that, like there wasn't much interesting things going on there. So I kind of had to tell, um, like my story, how I be, how I was a division one athlete. And then I went through an abusive relationship, got out of it. And then I met my son's biological father and then he passed away. And then I decided I had a couple of choices. I can either just not finish my tennis scholarship and education, or I can just go do something else. And I decided, Hey, I worked this hard. I might as well keep going. And so I went back to school as a single mom and a, and a tennis player. And it was really difficult, but it also allowed me to be able to work. I learned how to work so hard that like, once I got out of school, it was like working full time and doing blogging and social media wasn't like anything different. Like it was just kind of like, 
yeah, it's difficult being a mom, doing blogging, doing full-time work, but it was um, exciting, I guess, entertaining. Well, and it is exciting and, and entertaining. And I, I just love this because I think that this is such an incredible example of someone who it's not like you were like, okay, I want to create content and I don't know what to say. So I'm just going to go online and see what everyone else is doing and emulate that, which mm-hmm. is a very common thing to do. You know, that's mm-hmm. that a lot of people start out that way. So it's mm-hmm. very, very common. It's very normal to do that. And a lot of times what people discover is along that way, they're like, you know, why can't I connect to people? Why can't I monetize? Why can't I grow? It's because you're not really sharing who you are. You're just kind of looking around and seeing what everyone else is doing and copying that. But you really did take yeah. it. You had, to me, what I think makes your story unique is that you you really had a purpose as to why you wanted to show up and connect with someone else and share your story, which is what I tout a lot to people. And I know that they hear it on the podcast a lot. I'm like, you have to have a purpose. You have to have a reason why you want to pick up the phone every single day and create content and post a video or what have you, a photo. And so I think that because you started out that way, it does make it entertaining. It does make it exciting. And then you presented it in a way that people wanted more. They were finding mm-hmm. something. They were finding this, this curious and entertaining value in your story that they wanted more and more of it. And so mm-hmm. share with me a little bit, you know, as you're creating this and you're sharing your story, you're letting people know about your journey um, through, you know, you are a D1 tennis player. You went through an abusive race relationship. You met your ex who then passed away. And then now you have this child that you're having to raise and like navigate your early twenties, all in the mix of this. How did all of this start to kind of come about? And then what did you start to receive from your audience, from the people around you as all of this was happening? Yeah. So I actually got like a very positive response and it was scary at first, like releasing the first blog post. I was so scared because I had to be so vulnerable. Like it was sharing a part that not even some of my family members knew about me. And so to me, it was like, wow, I'm like really doing this. But I just like in my heart, I knew that like it would help other women. And that was like my purpose. My purpose was always, I want someone to feel like they can listen to my story and they will not feel alone. Because when I was going through a lot of things, I just really felt alone. And I'm like, God, no one can relate to me or I'm not like anyone else. And so I just wanted other women to feel like they weren't alone and have someone that they could come to. And so when I would tell my story as well, I would also say, Hey, like, please DM me if you're going through these things. Like, let me know, like, I'm here for you. And I just had, like, I received the most positive response. Like after my first post, like DMs just came flooding in and keep in mind, I had like a thousand followers. So it wasn't like, it was like, Oh, I already had a ton of followers and people are DMing me like crazy. It was, I only had like a thousand followers, but I started growing so fast and I would get like a hundred DMs every blog post. And so I was like, wow, like people are really like taking this well. Um, people were, people that could relate that had similar stories or people that just felt inspired by it. And so I just received the most positive response. And I was like, wow, I'm really doing something right. And like my purpose, like this is what I meant to do is kind of what I realized doing it. Mm, I love that. And I love too, that your story and who you are now. And I want to kind of talk about what, what does your, your side hustle and your business look like now? Yes, you work full time, but I think that you're such a fantastic example of debunking the myth that it's not possible. You know, yeah. so many times I hear people that say, you know, I'm, I'm a mom and I don't have time to do all of this, or I'm a single mom and I don't have time to do all of this, or I work full time and I don't have time to do all of this. If I didn't have those things, quote unquote, in the way, 
then I could do all of this and then I would be successful and then I would be happy. But we know that that's not true. I mean, and and you are a perfect example of, you know, you're all of those things. You're a mom, Mm -hmm. you are a single mom for a while, a young single mom for a while. (laughs) You work 40 to 50 hours a week at a very probably high level, high stress job, Goldman Sachs, big deal. Mm -hmm. And you're still able to then also on the side, do photography, do videography, which I want to talk about and monetize and, and pitch brands, monetize it and actually land brand deals. So, you know, you have this purpose, which is, which is, I think that we've kind of figured out like, this is what keeps you going, right? This is what Mm -hmm. makes it because the, the, the struggle is never going to outweigh the reward for you with that. Like all of the things that you would think all the objections that you quote unquote have in your way, it, it's not going to stop you from moving forward. How do you actually do it day by day for that, for that young woman that is listening to you that is like, oh my gosh, I'm like that too. I work full time or I'm a single mom or I'm a mom of multiples or what have it. How do you actually set your day to where you have time to do your job, to pitch and land brand deals, to do videography, to do photography, to create your own content, to be a mom, to be a husband. Your husband's a full-time student. So it's kind of like, in a lot of ways, you're still a single mom a lot of times. (laughs) How do you fit it all in, in a day? I think, um, when I, when you say it out loud, I'm like, wow, that is kind of crazy, but it's like one of those things where it's like, I think first of all, you just have to have the desire and the passion. And if you have that, like, you're going to make it work no matter what. And I think it's one of those things for me where it's like, Number one, I need to make money to support my family. That's my number one thing. But it's also, I want to be successful. Like, this is what lights me up. I'm going to like do whatever I can to make it work and accomplish my dreams. So um, basically like in my day, I just try to schedule things. Like I know I have a certain schedule with my work and that's going to be like my eight hour, nine hour shift. Um, And then once that is over, I usually will have, I always just plan it out in a planner. And I just say like, this is what I want to accomplish today. So I'm going to create content today. Like that is the goal. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to get it done today, no matter what. Um, or it'll be like, I'm, this is my day where I'm going through my emails and I'm going to, um, pitch brands or I'm going to respond to brands just because if you kind of just like, Oh, I'm going to do it all at once. Like, it's just not going to happen. And so I'm the type of person too, that if I don't like schedule it and write it down, I like, it won't happen. So I've gotten in the habit, like since I was a single mom, it taught me a lot of good habits of organization. And I'm not saying I'm the most organized person, but it helped me for sure. Be like, okay, this is what I'm going to accomplish this day. And I will write it out for my entire week. So like today it's like, I'm going to pitch brands once I'm done, or I'm going to respond to brands. Like I will have a specific schedule so that I stay on task and that I'm getting things done because if not, you're not going to get anything done. You have to have like your one thing or your two things that day after your work. Or I will, and one thing I also learned to do with like having a child is I put my child to bed at eight o'clock. Once they're down that those are my like three hours or so where I'm going to work really hard. And I think just putting your phone away, putting Netflix away, like those are the things that will distract you. And those are the things I've learned to like shut it off because it's just going to distract you and be so hard to get things done. So it's really just prioritizing. It's like one of those things, it's like, if you want to do it, you'll do it is what I've come yeah. to realize. That's so, so true. If you want to do it, you'll do it. Just like, if you want to watch Netflix, <laughs> you're going to watch Netflix, right? You'll do it. <laughs> For sure. You'll binge that show. <laughs> yeah. You will binge it all. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, 
you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. And, um, and sometimes it can be a welcome distraction, but then if you really have the passion, like you're saying, and the drive, you have to make time for it. And really that's, that's the choice at the end of the day. Um, and I think a lot of times when people tell me, well, I don't, I don't have the time or I don't have the resources or I don't have the energy, then, you know, I always think to myself, I'm like, well, then that's your problem. And that's actually exactly why you need to get help and support because mm -hmm. you're not running your life. Your life is running you. You're, you're yeah, not exactly. managing your time. Your time is manage, is running you and managing you. Um, yeah. And so I think that you're, again, just you're such a great example of like no excuses. <laughs> like, yeah. And I love that you, you figure out a way to kind of batch. You know, you're like mm -hmm. on Tuesdays, I'm going to do this. On Wednesdays, I'm going to do this. And then do you also kind of give yourself like a cutoff time? Like I'm going to do this for a couple of hours and then I'm going to be done. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure that I really like give myself this, even if it's just 20 minutes, whatever that is to kind of show up for yourself and get that work done. Yeah, for sure. I will for sure like be like, if I have certain things, like certain priorities, they will come first, obviously. And I think I put things in, in way of priorities. Like this has to be done because this content is due tomorrow. So like, no matter what we are doing this now until if, even if it takes two hours, like, and then, um, then also like set a time, like, okay, now I will do emails for 20 minutes. And once that 20 is up, it's not like I'm looking at the clock, but like, I will be like, okay, this is taking too much time. Cut off, do finish it tomorrow. But I think I always just list it in order of priority. Like what is the most important? And I'll put that on like my list of, 
um, like it's usually like content due. And then like, I just kind of go down the list, you know, and then hit things off the list. I'm a very big fan of lists and I like to cross things off and I have to have it on a physical planner because I feel good crossing it off. I don't know why, but it makes me feel like I'm getting things done. Mm, And so big believer in that. Me too. I'm, I'm like obsessed with doing that as well. I feel very, yeah. I don't know if you're an Enneagram three, but like, I am. Me, yes. <laughs> like that's a very Enneagram three thing to say. Cause it makes yeah. you feel very accomplished when you're yeah. like, yes, it's done. Um, okay. So the way that we connected is that, um, in 2019, so uh, two years ago, I guess you joined my program, pitch it perfect. And yes. I would love to hear, because you were talking about, I mean, there's a few different things that you do on the side to make more money. And I believe that like, we could all use some extra money, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm a believer of that. <laughs> right? and, and Pitch It Perfect allows people to do that in whatever way works for them. And um, I would love for you to kind of walk us through, you know, you said that you landed 19 brand deals in 2020 after taking the course. So before yeah. taking the course in 2019, you were making 20, you made $2,500 on brand deals. And then, oh, I guess it was just a year ago. When did you, cause when did you join Pitch It Perfect? I think I joined in the fall of 2019, but I didn't actually take it until 2020. And I kind of procrastinated on that. And then one day I was like, what am I doing? And then I was like, I need to like get this done. And so basically what I did is I took it and I was just like, wow, like there was just so many things that I feel like I was missing. And the main thing for me was and I think sometimes we get intimidated by brands thinking like, oh, they don't have the budget. But now in my mind, like, I think you also have to realize your worth being like, no, I am worth this. And like, if they are going to say like, oh, this isn't in the budget, number one, they probably do have the budget, but they don't trust that you're going to, they want to get the most they can, I guess, out of influencers. So I think that's one thing I realized taking the course. I was like, okay, so I can get a lot more out of this than I, than I am currently. I think I really just realized my worth taking it and just being part of the Facebook group. I was like, wow, people who have actually less followers than me are making way more money than me. Like I am doing something wrong. So I need to like get in this course. I need to really focus. Like, and I think that was a big turning point was being like, what am I doing? Just like not pitching. Cause I was just waiting for people to come to me. And like, that's mm-hmm. kind of where it was. I'm like, I'm busy, whatever. Yep. And then I started being proactive in 2020. I was like, what am I doing? Like I started working from home with COVID and I was like, I have more time now that I don't have to commute. So I'm going to start really focusing and doing this. And I'm also pregnant. So it's like, I want to start getting some baby deals up in here. And so, um, that was kind of also part of the motivation. And so once I took it, I was like, wow, like there is so much more potential for me is what I realized taking it. It was like, almost like a light bulb went off. I was like, I could like make a lot of money doing this. Like, yeah, it's not like I didn't realize that before, but I think taking it and realizing how many women are doing it, how many women who have even like 4,000 followers are making money. I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was a big like wake up call for me. And I was just like, I can do this. And then once I got like a deal, it was like more confidence. And then it's like more confidence pitching brands and being like pushing back and negotiating. So I used to not negotiate because I was like, oh, I'm just going to take what they offer. And now right. I'm like, no, I'm going to tell them this is what I do. Like, this is how much I should get. And yeah. then we can counter from there kind of thing. Yeah. So, do you ever think confidence back? Is the key. Oh, Do you ever think back about like how much money you left on the table or you missed out because you didn't invest in like learning how to do this the right way from the get-go? 
Like, yeah. that's, I feel like that's a big thing for people that they, they're, they're waiting for that magical day to where, to like, whenever they have that magical follower number that they told themselves that they have to have in order to like get brand deals, which is like, it, it's normal to think that. Cause a lot of people think that, but it, it makes no sense. Right. I think to yeah. me, it's like a way that we just kind of keep ourselves from actually like doing the work and getting what we want. But, um, I, I would love to know kind of your thought on that of like kind of looking back and is like, cause I know that you said in 2019, you made $2,500 and then in 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, you made $16,500, 14,000 of that came like the last half of the year yeah. when everyone was like, oh my gosh, like brands are going to shut down. There's not going to be more deals. Like we had more people inside Pitch It Perfect last year, make more money in 2020 than they ever mm-hmm. had. And so I would love to kind of get your take on that idea of resistance and, you know, kind of thinking back to, you know, what did that look like for you before taking Pitch It Perfect? And then, and then how to just kind of diving in and doing it. Cause I know that you even said that like you, you purchased it, but then you didn't really like you, you enrolled in it, but you didn't really start doing it until a few months later. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things too, where it's like in your mind, like, well, I can't do deals until I have 10,000 followers. And I think that was like my mindset before. And I think I maybe did actually one or two when I had 5,000 because I had a very high engagement rate. It was always around like 16, 18%. And so I was able to do a couple of deals um, before I had 10. But I think in my mind, like once I was like, once I hit 10, like brands are just going to like come to me. And I think that was my mindset. And so I think that's They're just going to fall down from the sky and give me all their money. Right. (laughs) I literally thought that. And so then once like I was getting like, nothing was going on. I was like, wait, I need to like figure this out. And I'm the type of person that's like, yes, I can go on Google and I could try to learn from like 10 different people who give me like a little snidbit of something. But I'm like, I, I, I've been listening to your podcast since I first started my blog. And so I was like, I'm going to go to Julie. I'm going to take this course. And that's what I'm going to do. And then, so then once I actually dove in and took it and it really digested the information, it was just like night and day, I would say. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, you, you can't wait for brands to come to you. You need to be proactive and you need to learn how to negotiate too. Cause I think like every, even every brand deal that I do now, like even a month ago is like with TikTok, I was like, okay, this, my minimum's a thousand. And then like a week later, it was like, I'm going to try 1500 and I'm going to see and it's like, I, now I'm getting deals for 1500. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's, you need to learn how to negotiate, you need to know your worth. And I think that is seriously what helps so much with the course, um, was learning all that and realizing that you don't have to have X amount of followers to get deals. You just have to be proactive and learn yeah. how to talk to brands. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that sets the course apart because like you said, you can Google pretty much anything, but what you can't Google is the way that I've been able to refine the negotiation process mm-hmm. just through my years of, of PR and working with mm-hmm. brands and like learning how to do this for over a decade now. And that's, I think the biggest takeaway for people and what you said earlier with the small follower number is that most people, once they get inside the program, they're just like completely shocked by how many people are making so much money with like some with just like 1500, 2000, 3000 followers. Yeah. And a lot of them started when they were like, had no followers, but they got in early, learned it. And then they actually were able to kind of grow their followers too, from what they learned and then build it, built it out from there. Yeah. And I would say another thing too, is like, what I've realized is time is money. So I'm like, why would I want to waste my time Googling things when I can just go right to the source and start, you're going to make money sooner investing than just trying to figure out ways to do it for a while, you know? And I think that's what I've learned too. Like over time, the beginning, I was like, well, I don't have like money to do this. Cause in 2018, when I first started, I was like, well, I want to do this. 
And I was like, ah, like I should just get to wait and so I can do it on my own. And then after a while, I was like, why would I even wait and like waste my time? Like I might as well just go right to it. And then like, like I said, I made my money back so fast. So it's one of those things where it's like, you need to invest in yourself too. And I think it's one of those things like knowing your worth, like knowing me, I was like, I'm worth it. Like I'm worth this money to invest in this course. I'm investing in myself. It's not just the course, it's investing in yourself. And so I think that's also why I was like, I need to do this. Like, this is for me. I'm going to, I trust myself and I know I'm going to kill it if I do this. And so that's, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember how long it took you to make your money back when you like actually started diving into it and pitching? Honestly, like it was like one deal. So like <laughs> once I took the course, I got one deal and I already like doubled or tripled. So, yeah. and I mean, at the it, time that I think you invested, the course was probably like five, four ninety nine, five ninety nine. Something and you've, like that, yeah. you've already made 16,000. Like if someone was like, Hey, if you give me $500, I'm going to give you $17,000 back. Like I would be yeah. like, sign me up any yeah. day of the week. <laughs> yeah. <Sure. I'm> <laughs> Where do yeah. I sign? I'll give you all yeah. my money. If that's like, if that's the return on investment, um, for, real. for what's your favorite part about just the program and, and how it helps you again, someone like you who has a full-time job, who you know, you, you've got, you've got, you've got the kids, you've got the dog, you've got the husband, you've got, you've got the life, you've got the full, full mm-hmm. life. How does it make it easier for you to get the results that you want faster with less effort and with more money in your pocket? So it's just, I mean, it's just so nice. Like, and I would say my favorite, my favorite part of the course is the pitch sheets, like the examples, because I'm a, I'm a very visual person. So I'm like, even if I'm not going to like, Hey, I'm not going to copy it. I just want to see what people are doing so I can get a sense of how I want to draft like my pitch, I would say. And so I think seeing like other examples and things and being like, okay, this is like how we're talking to brands. And I think that was the hardest thing for me is like, how do I like, how do I represent myself? Like, how do I like come like be confident, but not cocky, you know? And I think that's what those pitch sheets as well helped me with being like, okay, like this is good to say, this is bad to say. I think the hardest part for me before taking the course was figuring out to like what to say, like, how do I like formulate a pitch? And so I think that was like very eye opening, being like, okay, this is what people are doing. This is how people are getting these deals. And so um, I think I took a couple of things from that too, and learning how to take um, um, an unpaid post and making it paid. And I actually did that like literally like three days ago with a huge baby brand where it was like, it was kind of like, no, no, no. And all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we're going to do it. And so it's like, wow, okay, cool. So it's like learning how to negotiate and like getting these people to see your worth. And like you, those examples really helped me um, get on track with these brands too. But it's really helped overall. I mean, like because of the amount of money I made towards the end of the year, like we're now thinking of buying a house and that was not an option before. And so realizing that and being like, well, I can, I can make this money consistently. So And and that's so, I mean, that's amazing. Like, that's why, like, that's the purpose piece, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. you get to connect to women, you get to connect to these brands, you get to offer value, you get to learn the strategies that you need to learn to up-level it, to make it bigger than you could have ever thought imaginable. And then the reward of that is like, you get a house. Yeah. Right. It's just pretty, pretty good deal. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, we actually have a Taryn Newton, who's, um, a Pitch It Perfect student was, she just bought her dad a car and bought a new house. Like, it's just amazing how, if you really do show up and you stay consistent and you get the support and the help that you need, like we really are limitless to what we could have. And I know something else that is really interesting with what you've done is that you've also been featured in a lot of publications like daily Mm -hmm. mail, Buzzfeed, inside edition. How were you able to also do that for yourself? Um, I would say just like, really, I, 
always put myself out there, put my story out there. So like I joined TikTok and then um, I had a couple of videos go viral. Now I have over 400,000 followers on the platform. And just like, I will use my story too. And I will tell it on those platforms. I will try to back out time and time again. And because of my story, like even on Instagram, people finding me or my blog finding me, I, I actually had them reach out to me. I didn't even have to really put the work in because it was kind of, it told itself. I think it's just something interesting and different um, that other people had heard of. And so, um, so I was able to, yeah. So I was able to get featured on like Buzzfeed, Daily Mail, different things where they came to me and were like, Hey, we love your story. We want you to tell those story. And then in turn, that helps me gain followers and um, different things. So it was like super beneficial, but also learning how to like put yourself out there. Like you got to put yourself out there in order to get the reward, I think. And so just being very open to doing things for free. Like, I think that's what I learned too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I will do this for free. I'll write for you for free. Like I will, like, I think I spent like many, many, many hours writing for different, different people. Like love what matters is a big one um, that I wrote for. And in the one that was featured on daily mail, I had to write a whole huge thing. It took hours and hours, but like I said, it, it paid off. So, and that's when I had inside edition reach out to me because they saw me on daily mail. And so it's like, I think also taking opportunities as they come and, being very open to, even if it's a small company, like a lot of these ones, I didn't even know who they were. And people found me from an article from a small little publication. So I think just taking those opportunities and being open to things and really just grinding, I think, is like how I've been able to feature in these things and make money, I guess, and grow followers. I love that. And I would love for you to share for that person that may be listening today, and maybe they see a lot of themselves or even just a part of themselves in you or in your story. And they're that person that's like, you know, I, I want what she has. I want to connect with other women. You know, that's my purpose too, to share my story. And I want the readership and I want to be able to make impact and I want to be able to make money. I want to be able to pitch. I want to be able to be featured in this stuff. And I want to really share my story at a greater scale so I can really give back to the world in a much bigger way. But I don't have the time or I, you know, I feel like I don't have the time or I feel like I have all of these things that are in the way. I don't have the money to invest right now. I don't have the time to invest right now. I I've got too much on my plate. What would you say to her? I would say that you can do it and you can make it work. Like you just have to find the time and like, you have to want it. I think that's the biggest thing when it comes down to, you have to actually want it. And I'll just say you want it. There's a difference between like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do this, but actually doing it. Like, and I, that's what I've realized with like, I, I like a while ago was like two years ago was like, Oh, I just don't have much time to do this or that. And I'm like, no, I will make time if it's important to me. And so I think the biggest thing is really just staying motivated and realizing your purpose and your passion. Like if it lights you up, you will make it work. And that's the biggest thing is just accountability. I think it's just really grinding and really just like making it a priority. I love that. Okay. Well, Macy, um, what does influence mean to you if you were to define it? Okay. I would say influence means to me is to positively impact and inspire others to realize their worth and their potential. And I sort of say that because being an influencer, I always want to be a positive role model for others and not just someone that they see with pretty pictures. Mm. So I think to me, it's to positively influence and being, being there for your followers, being there for others who need your help. I love that. And where can people find you? to talk to you, to ask you questions, to, to yeah. hear more about your story, to read all that stuff that we were sharing about today. 
Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. My username's at Macy Neely. That's M-A-Y-C-I-N-E-E-L-E-Y. My name's spelled a little differently. Um, I'm also on TikTok. I'm the Neely fam. And then my blog is it's MacyJ.com. So you can find me on any of those, but I hang out on Instagram most. Me too. Me too. And then of course we will have all of that information in the show notes for people to be able to find you there. And we'll be sharing it on my Instagram story. And if you're listening today and there was something that you really connected with or that made you just start thinking about things differently, please let Macy and I know. Screenshot this episode, put it on your stories, hashtag the influencer podcast, tag Macy and tag myself at Jewel Solomon. So we can see those stories. We can connect with you. We can share them on our stories as well. Um, so Macy, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story. I think it was very inspiring and very relatable and very actionable, which I think is really important. Um, just thank you for being such a great um, example of what it means um, to show up and do the work. And you truly are an example of what is possible if you show up and do the work and you don't let all of those excuses that are so easy, you know, and so common get in the way of what you really want. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right. I'll see you again. Same time, same place next week.